Thanks for listening to Premium Cashflow Real Estate Investing Podcast. Please join us at premiumcashflow.com to sign up for weekly updates, research articles, and more. We will see you again for another great interview with an expert guest. Welcome to another edition of Premium Cashflow Podcast. Uh, today, I'm delighted to welcome Whitney Nicely from East Tennessee. Oh, welcome to the show, uh, Whitney. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is going to be awesome. I, I absolutely love it. Uh, I think uh, Whitney is a uh, veteran investor in the Tennessee area. She's done many le- uh, deals from land to lease options. I mean, she does a little bit of industrial stuff as well. And she has, of course, a multifamily units. I'm excited to kind of get into her story. Uh, Whitney started pretty much with no money down and scaled her business uh, into several land deals, apartments, a bunch of houses as well. Uh, she is actually the president of uh, Tennessee Real Estate Investor Association uh, right now, uh, specifically in Knoxville area. And she's passionate about helping investors get started, the education component of it. So I'd love to kind of chat with her today and uh, kind of uh, share with the listeners her story and uh, get some educational nuggets out of, uh, uh, you know, all of our conversation. So uh, with that, uh, Whitney, thank you for taking time. Uh, help us get started as to, you know, how you kind of got started in, uh, in real estate and perhaps how is your journey now? started buying land. I ended up at a real estate auction and I bought a piece of property for 1200 bucks. Nothing major, nothing super exciting, but it got me started, right? I was a real estate investor from then on and $1,200, you know, even if I screwed up, that was going to be okay. But I ended up buying a piece of property that had gone through foreclosure. The woman before me had paid $69,000 for it Mm -hmm. back in the recession. So Mm -hmm. I felt like I got a pretty good deal there. Sure. (laughs) And it gave me the confidence to go into the second deal. I paid $1,500 for that one. And I was able to turn around and rent the driveway for $250 and rent the land for $500. So every other month I get my full investment back on that deal. So, you know, I was getting a lot of confidence. I did some other deals and, that's when I got into houses. I was having a lot of wins in land. And I thought, well, if I can do this in land, watch me go into houses. And, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. I mean, such deals can quickly get you spoiled. That's for sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And, and those are like, I think uh, those are some really nice deals that I always like to say that first couple of deals uh, can really determine uh, sort of your traction or momentum of sorts. And such sweet deals can really, really get you started and excited. I think, uh, how did you kind of, uh, uh, you know, went into houses? What, what was that story like? I was working at my mom's dump truck company at the time. And uh-huh. I saw her making a big deposit one day. And I was like, wait a second, where'd you get all this money? And she said, well, you know, I've got all those rental houses. And I was like, so you make money every single month when these people rent these houses. I mean, I was in my twenties. I was kind of dumb <laughs> and it finally just clicked with me one day. And I said, well, how do I get rental houses? And she said, well, go figure it out. I see. Okay. So that's interesting. So you're saying Whitney that you, your mom was already a real estate investor. So you kind of uh, got a firsthand look into, you know, how to do the landlording sort of things basically. But she didn't show me anything. She told me to go figure it out. Sure, sure. (laughs) She figured that if she could figure it out, I'd figure it out. Sure. So I got to looking at her and I thought, well, you know, I do remember always going to these auctions and buying these houses. (laughs) Maybe I could go to an auction and buy a house. 
So like the next one I went to was down the street from where I was living at the time sure. and mm -hmm. it went up for sale and they, I think I paid $32,000 for this house. It was my entire life savings. Mm -hmm. And you know, then I had to put 10% on top of it because it was at an auction and sure. I was completely broke. I was totally out of money. Sure, sure. And I made a lot of mistakes that mm -hmm. house had a bathroom, but it didn't actually have a shower in it. And in this day and time, people like to take showers instead of baths every sure, day. Sure, sure. Mm -hmm. So I had to redo the bathroom in it. I racked up some credit card debt to do that. Sure. Uh, but I got my first tenant in it and they were paying me $800 a month. And I was super excited. It was my brother's birthday. I was like, yes, we're doing this. Right, right. And awesome. then I calculated how long we were going to have to rent this house to get our investment back and how many houses that we would have to buy, how long it was going to take us to both be able to retire. Sure. It was mm -hmm. like 115 years. <laughs> and I was True. in my twenties, but I still didn't have 115 years left. <laughs> sure. Sure. You would love to, but uh, obviously we are stretching there for sure. Uh, yeah. so that, that's interesting. Then, uh, uh, you know, before the show, Whitney, you shared that uh, you are uh, kind of big into now doing the lease options and things like that. So uh, are you maybe alluding that uh, perhaps some of these experiences of buying single family houses and perhaps fixing them and stuff like that, you realize that, uh, yes, I mean, the amount of investment uh, that's needed uh, is quite a lot and perhaps the return are quite, uh, you know, in the distance for sure, right? So was that something uh, kind of uh, touched you to say that, hey, maybe let me explore some alternate strategies? And was that kind of your doorway uh, to kind of getting into lease options perhaps? Oh yeah, totally. I went broke trying to get rich in real estate. And it was also through this process that I found out about the Notria. And so I went to a real estate investors association meeting and they were going to have a special, special pop-up seminar mm -hmm. on lease options. And it was $75. Mm -hmm. And I told the president at the time, I said, I don't have $75. I am flat broke. Mm -hmm. He said, I think you're really going to like this creative financing stuff. So if you'll come, if you'll pay $75 and come to the event, I'll give you your money back if you don't like it and you don't learn anything. Sure. And I mm. said, all right, old man, <laughs> I uh -huh. can do that. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Needless to say, I went, I fell in love. I went all in with lease options and owner financing. And in the next year from mm -hmm. that very first meeting, mm -hmm. I was able to do 14 deals mm -hmm. with $10 invested in each one of those. And I made almost $140,000. Incredible, incredible. Wow. So like, for example, a viewer listening, right? Uh, if they want to understand, uh, let's first define what a lease option is and perhaps we can kind of get into some other specifics as well. Okay. A lease option is a really fancy rental agreement that gives you the opportunity to buy the house in the future sure. for a price we agree upon today. I see. So the idea would be is that you're buying a, a sort of an option to purchase and you're having an existing lease. And then uh, for the viewers, explain us that how you make money when perhaps the house is perhaps owned by, uh, you know, like a prior uh, owner of sorts, right? 
Yeah, I don't cash anybody out. The title still stays in their name mm -hmm. and I cloud the title. So I have some safety because I've clouded sure. the title. They can't sell it to anybody else. Sure. And I'm taking over their mortgage payments and I send those payments straight to the bank so they don't go to Vegas on me. Sure. Mm -hmm. And I get 90 days before mm -hmm. my first payment is due with my sellers. Sure. And I mentioned, you know, on those first 14 deals, I put $10 down. Mm -hmm. So I've got lunch money invested in these deals. Sure. Not mm -hmm. a whole bunch of money at stake, right? Sure. 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 Mm -hmm. But I turn around and I find people that are going to give me 10,000, 15,000, 20,000. I have people give me $40,000 before to move into these properties. Wow. And then whatever mm -hmm. my payment is, they pay mm -hmm. me $300 to $500 more mm -hmm. every single month. Incredible. So Incredible. Mm -hmm. That's two ways I get paid. I get a big non refundable option fee before they move in. Sure. Mm -hmm. And I get monthly cash flow. But also, you know, I'm buying the house for what the people owe on it, but I'm going to sell it for what it's worth. So there still might be another 10, 20, $30,000 payday sure. down the road somewhere. Absolutely. Absolutely. So money on the front end uh, on day one, when some, uh, you are kind of getting it, you get the monthly cash flow as well. And when that very buyer is purchasing the property, let's say one or two years down the line, you are obviously selling it for the market price then. And so you potentially can make money at, the, uh, at, at that point as well. So that's awesome. So now let's, let's kind of dig into this, uh, Whitney here, that for someone kind of listening to this conversation and kind of saying that, hey, I wanna get, get started with this. I'm, I'm interested to know more about it, right? So. Uh, tell us some details about, um, you know, what would be sort of a candidate property? Like, for example, why would someone perhaps, uh, you know, just kind of give you the house and trust you saying that, hey, you own the mortgage, uh, you are clouding the title and things like that. And, and I, I may want to just correct myself, mortgage is still in uh, the prior owner's name, but you, you are obviously taking responsibility of payments and things like that. So what would be for starters, like, what would be that candidate property or the owner? What would be that situation would look like? A lot of tired landlords, accidental landlords mm -hmm. have mortgages on properties and sure. they're tired of dealing with it. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe then they bought it to be a landlord, but they just get tired of playing with it. It's not a new toy anymore. Sure. But accidental landlords are perfect for lease options. And these are mm -hmm. people that you know, a lot of times they moved in the house, they lived there and then they moved on with life and then they just rented this one out. Sure, so sure. they accidentally became a landlord, but they're not trained at landlording. Sure. And then they get in a position where they're like, I just don't want to deal with it anymore. If somebody will just make my payment, I'll just let somebody else have it. Sure, sure. So you provide the freedom to for them to do what they want to do and you kind of take over all of that responsibility. So does that mean then, uh, Whitney, uh, that you are owning a lot more things in terms of, uh, you know, sort of maintaining the house or, you know, doing any improvements and things like that. If a tenant has any issues, they call you or anything like that. What does that nature look like? I am working with tenants who want to turn into buyers. Sure. So I tell them, pretend I'm the bank. If your mm -hmm. toilet gets clogged, you don't call the bank. You sure. call a plumber. Sure. If your roof starts, starts leaking, Call a roofer. Don't call me. I I'll take 30 days. If something major, major breaks in the first 30 days that you're there. Mm -hmm. Okay, fine. I'll, sure. I'll take care of it or we'll figure out how to deal with it some way or another. Mm -hmm. But mostly you're buying this house as is, and you're getting the privilege 
of actually moving into something immediately instead of waiting two or three months or two or three years mm -hmm. before you can actually have it. Sure, sure, sure. Now we got the back end figured out as far as, you know, who the owners would be and their houses and things like that. Like what would be the other side of the house, meaning uh, folks who come to you saying, hey, we want to kind of buy the house or I guess lease option the house. Uh, what would that nature look like? Meaning in terms of, you know, sort of uh, what's that end buyer profile like? A lot of people have bad credit in America. They got great jobs. They've got great personalities they just have bad credit and sure. i'm willing to let them move into the house make the payments improve their credit and then get the mortgage so sure. that's the first person that i deal with mm -hmm. the second person are people that just move to the area and they don't have two years of a steady job here and mm -hmm. mortgage brokers want to see two years history before they mm -hmm. give you a nice big fat loan mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. third people person that i deal with are small business owners because they're risky at the sure, bank, right? Sure, sure, and sure. so a lot of times they don't qualify immediately, but if they're working with a good mortgage broker, again, they have time to establish themselves and get their mortgage later. Sure, sure. Now, how does the marketing piece uh, look like for this, Whitney? That obviously you are having a good inventory of houses. You're obviously, you know, on one side dealing with sellers. On the other side, you have, uh, you know, potential tenants, uh, you know, sort of in the lease options uh, that are exercising. Uh, what does that all marketing advertising uh, nature look like? Like, what are some of the techniques? Uh, could you maybe help us understand that? When I'm talking to sellers, we send a lot of yellow letters that say, hey, I want to buy your house. Call me quickly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we wear yellow buttons that say I buy houses and mm -hmm. it's a great icebreaker. So you're in the grocery store, you're at your kid's ball game, you're at the bank and people just come up to you and start telling you about this problem property that they have. Sure. Otherwise, they just walk right by you. Sure, sure. We so also use Facebook. And we post on Facebook, hey, I'm looking for houses like this. Hey, I'm looking for FISBO signs like that. Hey, this is what I'm doing these days. If you talk to somebody mm -hmm. who's tired of being a landlord, tell them to call me. And everybody knows somebody that is tired of being a landlord. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Everybody. Interesting. So uh, this whole marketing, um, uh, you know, Whitney, how much time or years it took by to for you to kind of gain traction and kind of be that known person. And, and again, I'm coming from a perspective of someone is interested, they want to explore this uh, and get started. I mean, sounds like a, uh, you know, no money down or at a very minimal cost, they can enter into this sort of foray of real estate, right? So from a breaking into the market perspective, you know, and gaining traction, what does that look like? Is it are we talking two months, three months, six months, a year? Uh, what does that uh, look like? It took me two weeks after I really understood it. Mm -hmm. It took me two weeks to be at a seller's kitchen and sign in a contract. Wow. Incredible. But in general, to gain attraction, would that, uh, I mean, is that more of an exception than a norm uh, uh, in your area? Or what would you say to that? No, I don't think so. I really focus on helping people find what I call a honey hole which is mm -hmm. where you can go and make that money, honey. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to have all this competition. You don't have to have all these hoops that you got to jump through and sure. all these criteria that you got to do. Like, no, I help women, especially 
-hmm. find a honey hole so that they can get some success super fast. Because when you start making quick wins, you get excited and your confidence builds and you go after it really, really fast. So I think two to six weeks is right. I've got women that have been at the closing table making ten and twelve thousand dollars in six weeks. Wow, incredible! Now, I, I, I you know, through my experience, uh, Whitney, I kind of know that sometimes you have to profile the right uh, size of house in terms of whether it's physical size or, more importantly, um, you know, sort of that. Uh, price point, you know, what would you say to that? You know, obviously your end goal is to purchase, uh, I mean, rather have the uh, house under agreement as a lease option. And then, you know, you're renting out. So you're looking for that monthly cash flow as well. So could you maybe give us an idea that uh, for our listeners that should they be going uh, in a pricier neighborhoods like 300 to 500 K or above? Or what does that uh, sort of uh, magic uh, price points look like? It's going to depend on your honey hole. <laughs> In my area, we don't have anything for 300000 Sure. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be a mansion on the lake if it's three hundred grand. I see. I see. In my area, we can get houses from eighty to one hundred and twenty. <laughs> but I got some ladies that are in Dallas. I got one lady in Miami. <laughs> I got a lady in California. You know, sure. they can't even sneeze at a kitchen sure. and be under 500 grand. So sure. it just depends on where you are. And it's really the sellers that we're looking for because the houses are just sticks and bricks sure. strategically sure. placed together. They don't matter. It's the people that <laughs> we're helping that sure. matter. <laughs> so, but would you say that, for prospective investor looking at this, uh, they have to know what the rents are in the area and kind of be mindful of, you know, what you're targeting. And, and obviously there's a potential that uh, you don't want to be in a, like a upside down situation for lack of a better word, where, you know, you're kind of uh, maybe having a very skinny deal of sorts where, uh, you know, you're kind of taking over a mortgage uh, balance payment and perhaps, you may not have that much of a cash flow. So in, in, in those cases, would you say that the, those may not be the winners, that those may not be the right candidates uh, for this strategy? Would that be a correct statement? No, I think you can win three ways, but if you win two out of three ways, I think it's a total deal. If you get a sure, large sure. non-refundable option fee and you don't make 300 a month, but you're going to mm -hmm. make 50 grand when mm -hmm. they get a mortgage, stay in it, go for it. It's all good. Sure. Why not? Why not? Absolutely. Now, uh, speaking of, you, you know, sort of your experience and now you are uh, the president of Knoxville uh, RIA as well. What are some of your experiences? You interact with a lot, many investors, uh, uh, Whitney. You've seen, you know, many people uh, kind of, you know, come through, take education and, you know, have action and uh, be successful and things like that. What would you say that, for viewers listening uh, or seeing this conversation, what are some of the pieces of advice you can give to newbies who are listening to this? It's really easy for me to say, get started. Sure. Mm -hmm. But getting started is gonna be different for everybody. Mm -hmm. Maybe finding a coach is your way of getting started and then giving you some direction. Maybe joining a local RIA is you getting started. Maybe getting a deal under contract is you getting started. Maybe finding a local attorney is your way of getting started. <laughs> a lot of people fear failing. 
-hmm. and they don't get started because they're afraid it's not going to work out or they don't get a coach because they tried dieting in the past and they fell off the wagon and they're afraid getting a real estate coach will be the same kind of thing. And it's going to be what you put into it. Sure. And you can't cheat your diet and you can't cheat yourself when you're ready. And a lot of times, you know, I'm talking to women when you get good and mad and there's no other choice, but to become a successful real estate investor, that's when you're going to get started. That's when you're going to take action. That's when it don't matter who says what to you, you're going to get it done. Awesome. Awesome. Love that. I mean, you know, get yourself educated, get a mentor, stay focused, take action and don't let naysayers or anybody, uh, you know, kind of sway you, uh, stay committed and kind of see yourself through. Incredible. I love Absolutely. that. Love that. Now, uh, Whitney, uh, speaking of, you know, different strategies, like you've done, uh, you know, land, you've done single family, you've done lease options, and obviously you've done some apartments as well. Uh, what is your focus now? Like, are you more gravitating towards doing more lease option deals or what is your mindset towards doing more uh, things in current future? So I have 15 houses and my goal, what I've learned is that about half of them come empty every year. So hmm. if I get seven empty houses every year and I get at least 10,000, that's going to be 70 grand that comes into me that I don't owe anybody anything for. Cause I've had these houses for five, six, seven years at this point. <laughs> so I'm in just a recycling phase. I worked for two years to get to 15 houses. I actually had 19 at one time, but mm -hmm. some of them sold. And so I lost those out of my rotation. But right now I'm just maintaining because I can use that 70 grand and I can probably pay off another house. Sure. So every year or two, I'm paying off one or two houses, depending on what sells and how many option fees I get. And, you know, plus the cash flow that comes in. So my goal is absolute debt freedom, not just financial freedom, but mm -hmm. debt freedom so that I can use my portfolio to fund private money lending and to do other things sure, sure, in sure, real estate. Sure, so sure, I'm, sure. I'm in a, you know, recycling debt pay down thing right now. I'm not actively talking to sellers all day, every day. I'm, I'm riding what I built up. And that's what I help women do because I don't, think everybody wants to work until the day they die. A lot sure. of times you want to put it on autopilot and enjoy this passive income. You want to sit on the back porch and drink coffee. You want to clock out at three o'clock every day. You want to enjoy taking the kids to do stuff. And it's not just about work, 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 money, 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 money. It's about life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I've found a really sweet balance with life. And so I hustle, but I'm not hustling houses like I used to. Awesome. Awesome. And, and I echo that sentiment, uh, uh, you know, absolutely, Whitney. I, I personally, you know, has been sort of that, uh, you know, job free or cash flowing free for that matter, you know, owning, let's say a couple of hundred houses and a few apartments. I have seen that personally experienced that. So I can definitely echo your sentiment that you can be free, you can do what you want to do, and you can be sort of, you know, purposeful about, uh, you know, different activities during your daily life. I mean, if you wanted to, like, like you know, take your son to a basketball game or a soccer game in, in odd hours or 
hey, go shopping whenever or, you know, as you uh, alluded to, like, you know, just say drink coffee, read a book or things like that. Real estate definitely gives you that pleasure and freedom. So, uh, I mean, you know, couldn't agree more. And one of the things, uh, if I may share, I like about it is that you know, with real estate, you are exposed to so many different avenues. You have to know the accounting, you have to know the marketing side of things, you have to know, you know, sort of the rules around the landlording and things like that. And if someone is, let's say, interested into, you know, multifamily or other facets uh, of investments, you still have that freedom uh, to explore. And there is so much sort of replicable knowledge you can apply. Uh, and speaking of that, uh, uh, Whitney, uh, or, you know, like knowing your apartment stories and your journey, right? Uh, for new investors, what would you advise? Would you kind of maybe share with them, uh, go a single family or a land route, or maybe jump into, uh, you know, like multifamily business uh, right away? What, what would be some of your advice uh, relative to different niches? I hate to give just a blanket advice statement because it depends on where you are and what your goal is. Sure. If you got a $20,000 credit card bill that's, you know, keeping you up at night, then maybe go wholesale a deal or two and get that off your plate and then talk about long-term strategies and stuff. Sure. I, sure. I think a lot of times people give advice without knowing where you are and what you want to do. Sure. I could hustle my tail off and I could stay on the real estate hamster wheel and I could make a million dollars a year but I wouldn't exactly be living and doing everything I wanted to. Sure. You know? So it totally depends. I think houses are a great place to start because they're so flexible. You can get a house and you can keep it. You can flip it. You can wholesale it. You can assign it. You can get it owner finance. You could rent it. You could house hack it. Like there's just so many things you could do with it. And there's so many of them, right? Sure. I mean, sure. You can't swing a dead cat around here and not hit a house. But <laughs> apartments is going to take a little bit more digging to find a quadplex sometimes. Sure. If sure. you're going to take on 16 units or 50 units, you might have to take on partners and all of that starts to get really complicated. And I like sure. to keep everything simple and plain and easy because complicating it is something that women have a special talent for. <laughs> and I like it to be plain and understandable and, you know, bite size. So I, I'd say houses if I have to give an answer. Awesome. Awesome. And, and I love the fact you kind of alluded to if, if viewers have not sort of caught on is that it's easy to kind of get into a house. And I think the experience that I think gives you, whether it's renovations or dealing with contractors or just kind of learning through the process that what it takes to buy a house, you know, sometimes, you know, uh, we can relate to our like prior experiences, just walking around the building or doing that due diligence, you have no clue whether the house needs windows or how bad the uh, kitchen may be. And, and you're kind of figuring your way out. So I think it's, it's uh, easy to say that houses would maybe like a great place to get started and fail quicker on a smaller scale and learn before you kind of jumped into and and I agree with you where you said that the bigger you go you are kind of taking on partners there's a lot more responsibility it does start to get complicated uh, so you know kind of learning through houses and, and as you also said you know I love that statement where you said that if you have a limited budget based on what your situation is it's I mean, who knows? The right answer may be that you wholesale a few houses. This way, you know the neighborhoods, what the market is like. And wholesaling uh, is a great way to start. You can generate quick, quick cash on a, a bunch of transactions. It doesn't take that long. I mean, it's a 
almost a no money down way of getting started and kind of earning some quick cash for sure. And I, I personally know several wholesalers who've been successful and I mean, you know, to make a story longer, they love so much wholesaling that they, they want to stay in wholesaling and they don't want to do the houses and things like that. So it's, it's incredible. Like there's just so many avenues you can take. So it, it absolutely is, uh, you know, great advice there. So uh, speaking of all of this, then Whitney, can you share with the listeners that, um, you know, how they can find you, learn more about your company or any other uh, things that you have currently going on? My best website to go to is shebuysit.com. Interesting. <laughs> Simple enough. Shebuysit.com. Yep. Awesome. I help, I help women get their first deal done fast. Incredible. Thank you, Whitney. It is a pleasure to know you and network with you. Uh, I think a thought leader like you who is a hustler and taking action uh, with such a white smile, it is such an evasious that uh, you know people can latch on uh, understand what you're doing, take your advice and do good for their life as well. So uh, with premiumcashflow.com, uh, we also love uh, sort of showcasing, uh, showcasing uh, experts like you, you know, being in the space, uh, sharing all that knowledge and thought leadership is all about. So viewers can log on to premiumcashflow.com as well. And we definitely have the news, the articles and experts like you who come on all the time and share their valuable advice. So uh, never miss uh, premiumcashflow.com. And if someone is interested in, let's say, passive investments, uh, kindly register with us and we can uh, get on a short phone call understand what you're looking to do and see if we can help each other out. So uh, thank you, Whitney. It's always a pleasure. Uh, I wish you luck and I'm sure we'll be talking again in the future as well. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was great. Awesome. <laughs> thanks for listening to Premium Cashflow Real Estate Investing Podcast. Please join us at premiumcashflow.com to sign up for weekly updates, research articles, and more. We will see you again for another great interview with an expert guest.